Hey, what's going on, folks? It's me, Luke, the Strip Club DJ, and I'm here with my buddy, Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hey, hello. How is everyone doing today? And my buddy, Brandon Nuevo Yorko. Whoop, there it is. I'm Brandon. All right, like I said, this is One Two Review, and if you don't know what the show is, get with the times, man. We rate and review movies on the simplest scale possible. One, if we don't like it. Two, if we do. Sometimes we rate and review products as well. We tally those up until we get to 20 points, and then we call it a day. All right. Uh, we hope you enjoy this episode of uh, One Two Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Thank you all so much for joining us in another week of One to Review. The first movie that we are going to be reviewing today is a 2017 film directed by Denise House. It is starring Jason Sudeikis, Harrison Ford, uh, Robert Richard, and Marion Taylor. It is called Skunked. A little bit of the synopsis of this film. Uh, Jason Sudeikis is cursed by a gypsy so that he is skunked every 12 minutes for the rest of his life. You guys, I thought this film was excellent. I had a wonderful time watching it. I laughed so much. Uh, what did you guys think of Skunked? I highly enjoyed it. I mean, of course, it's got the monkey's paw ironic twist of him being a perfumist and colonist, and then he gets cursed to smell bad, and that ruins a lot of his appointments. A lot of clients no longer work with him, and it puts his life into perspective as a genie's or a gypsy's curse often does. Yeah, and just to be clear, it's not that he is, you know, just starts smelling skunk, but he's literally sprayed by a skunk every 12 minutes. So this film is full of gags of skunks in trash cans, skunks in cabinets, just these skunks keep appearing everywhere in his life. Skunks in overhead compartments on airplanes. Luke, I know you got a kick out of the airplane scene. What did you think of uh, this film? Oh, the airplane scene was great because that had the old bait and switch joke. Pops open the overhead compartment and there's a skunk but guess what the skunk doesn't spray phew not that one phew closes the compartment reaches down underneath to grab his laptop underneath the chair pulls out a skunk skunked and everybody hates him (laughs) you know and this is a life lesson for everybody all of the one to review users out there make sure you give a gypsy whatever she wants if she comes in your store and she requests a specific perfume that you only put on very sexy ladies. No, you sell it to the ugly gypsy woman that time. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially if the gypsy woman is Harrison Ford. Right, we should say uh, the gypsy cause... woman is played by Harrison Ford. You know, when I read about this, I said, uh, that's pretty weird. That sounds nothing like the Harrison Ford that I know, a strong, confident alpha male. But he actually does a lot with this role and is quite versatile and honestly kind of vulnerable. Yeah, sure. And, and uh, you know, gypsies, uh, that's not even a term you should use. They're the Romy people, all this stuff. Kind of a, like a dangerous racial thing to do, but I thought he did pretty expertly, actually. And the stereotype was kind of uh, downplayed on him. I thought he played it very grounded. Harrison Ford looks hilarious. And I think his aged face really lends to the role. Those wrinkles and craggles on his face, um, they really help out with the look of the gypsy itself. And the one pierced ear. He already had that. Oh, really? Yeah, he already has that. That's just how he rolls. That's nice. Um, Jocelyn Sudeikis is um, very funny, too. Mm -hmm. 
I like the way he makes his way throughout the movie. And I think the filmmakers actually used a lot of real stink, little, a lot of real skunk stink to get the reactions out of him that they really wanted. Yeah, to get the reactions out of Jason and to get the reactions out of all the extras and other members on set. They needed complete realism for the joke to work. Yeah, I heard that actually on set they had a giant tub of tomato juice on hand for everybody to to jump into and it became kind of like this fun bloody mary party where people were adding stuff to the juice and and having little drinks of it uh after the after the day was over after they wrapped up the 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 shoot for the day you could tell that everyone was just having so much fun on this film yeah and i think that definitely uh kind of carried over uh kelsey Grammer was originally pinned to play uh justin sudukas's role but passed on it interesting side note. yeah Frasier's getting rebooted so i guess that um mm-hmm. interfered with the scheduling or something i'm excited to see that as well yeah uh you guys ready to give some uh ratings to skunked yeah definitely yes. awesome great uh i'll start it out i'm gonna give skunked a, a solid two points uh i thought everyone's work and it was amazing and again for a gag for for skunks appearing every 12 minutes uh pretty literally on the dot as well i think if you if you look at the film chronologically like in the running time of the film they kind of throw a skunk joke at us every 12 minutes as well uh which again i thought was wonderful so yeah two points for me surprisingly cerebral for a skunk movie and yes i will say that i think people have forgotten about the skunk for too long i think it's a hilarious gag and it needs to be in more movies Two points for me, and especially uh, Jocelyn Sudeikis and Harrison Ford together in that movie. Just a, a surprisingly beautiful pairing. So, yeah, there you go. Two points. Yeah, I like what Luke said. Uh, surprisingly is the way to put this. Jocelyn Sudeikis was great. Harrison Ford, truly surprising. This was a comedy that, you know, hits home for me in a lot of ways. Growing up in uh, Corrales with the skunks around, I felt like I was there. Two points. Six points for skunked. Six points for skunked. And folks, uh, as you know, or you may not know, every week we kind of tally the points. Right now we have six points, and we tally those points towards a cumulative 20 points. And when we get there, we call it a day. And to keep track of those points, every week we have a different way of uh, kind of keeping score of the points that we've accumulated for the week. And this week is no different. But this week is different, because this week we are unveiling our new Patreon page! Yes, very special. The old one was taken down after some legal issues. We had a whole abacus debacle that you may or may not know about, depending on when you started listening to us. We had to shut it down a little bit. We lost a lot of the funding from that, but no biggie. We are now up with this fresh page. And this week we are giving you reasons to become Patreon listeners. We paid our taxes. IRS. So, the abacus yeah. was not our fault. It wasn't our fault. So yeah, reasons to become a one to review user. I've got a couple for you guys for my two points. First, positive impact. Um, we have a lot of uh, impact tools and, and, and power tools that are left over from the Abacus project so we can create a positive impact. And um, two, an actual case study from one to review. A man actually came out of his coma listening to our show because um, he was trying to find out 
the movie we were reviewing, and he and he loved it. So there you go. So yeah, take that. Well, two points. Okay, for my two points. Speaking of babies, here's the thing: a lot of babies have been conceived while listening to one-two review. So I think we need to keep that tradition going. Keep some more one-two review babies popping out. You know. Uh, for my other point, I'm going to have to say we review movies that Hollywood doesn't want us to. You know, we review the movies that everyone's not talking about, movies that don't get tweeted about. That's where we come in. When you want to know the real deal, you come to one to review. Let's keep that going, guys. Uh, all right, I would say that we also review movies that Hollywood wants us to review. We review big budget films as well, stuff like Manager and Reps. You know, these big films starring big actors. So if you want to know what Hollywood wants you to watch, listen to us. If you don't want to know, listen to us as well. Also, we've got a lot of products. A lot of our sponsors really help with people's lives. These are good products, products that we trust. They let us use a lot of these products and try them out, and we believe in them fully. And with that, and those six points that we just gave you and six reasons to become a Patreon listener, let's go to one of those sponsors and see what they've got for us. The Reception Scepter. The Reception Scepter will raise your coverage by two bars or your money back. Use the extendable four-foot Reception Scepter to make calls from distant places, behind thick walls, or in tough spots where you get snow calls. The Reception Scepter is a Wi-Fi gatherer and getter, too. It extends your Wi-Fi grabbing range up to 10x. Plus, it's a selfie stick. Use promo code REVIEW and we'll throw in five more Reception Scepters for free. The Reception Scepter. Raise your scepter and raise your bars. I actually have one of those Reception Scepters and it works great, guys. I Hats, hats off to that technology. I don't know how they do it. How they fit that much antenna into four extendable feet is just mind-blowing. Yeah, you had that really cheap cell phone and you had to do something about it. Well, you got to do something with an Android, you know? Everyone has an iPhone. They just don't make them like they used to. Mm-mm. They don't. Different times. All right, let's get on with our next movie. It's a busy week. We have a lot to talk about. The next movie is a little gem from 1997 that was recommended to us by a little bird I like to call Twitter. This movie is called Meat Water. Okay, you guys all know about Upton Sinclair, The Jungle. This is similar to that. This is a documentary. It's disturbing, absolutely. It reveals how much beef is actually in our drinking water. This was shocking. Uh, In 1997, a lot of people kind of swept this under the rug. There was a lot of other stuff going on. This is pretty important with a lot of controversy going on nowadays. We can see a lot of similarities. What did you gentlemen think of this film? Yeah, I mean, definitely eye-opening. There was 2%. 2% of our drinking water was beef in 1997. That figure has changed dramatically, I guess. It's like less than a percent now, way less than a percent, but... A lot of that is because of this movie. And I actually didn't... I know some schools... There was a private school, a private elementary school when I was a kid, and they were showing that there. So I heard about this film, and a lot of my friends were going to, like, Wild Oats and Whole Foods at the time. Like, a lot of that early kind of modern hippie... I don't know what you want to call it. Whatever it is, this thing that has become, like, hipstery, whatever, was starting. I know this film was popular then. Anyway, point is, I never knew about it until only recently. Yeah, and thank goodness uh, this documentary brought these troublesome things to light because since then, thankfully, the pharmaceutical companies, Big Pharma, have really taken after the beef industry to replace those percentages with uh, pills. So luckily, luckily, instead of getting... 
um, you know, uh, heart attack causing, uh, health problem causing beef. We've got health problem resolving medicine in our water in 2018. It gives me comfort. Right. There is a follow-up documentary supposedly scheduled to come out next year about how much soy is in our water. I felt like this documentary does sort of push the envelope between because this sort of came out in those early well i guess not early but uh really flutant rave days and so there was a lot of a lot of really high energy rave music a lot of high energy uh cut scenes and i don't know what you call that vhs style editing that is just so that's like in in all those crazy 90s rave movies to really pump up the energy on this documentary uh, i enjoyed it because i'm a kid i'm a child of the the 90s but uh, i don't know if it was really necessary for the time that they were making it i think it was an interesting choice i do think it held my, my attention because of that without it it might have been a little bit of a dry subject but uh, definitely with that high energy music I could see taking drugs and watching this movie and it'd be very impactful. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's important to see all those club scenes too because that was where a lot of the beef was coming from is these kids were loading up on big cheeseburger dinners. They were taking these drugs that were pushing that beef out of their system. They'd go to the bathroom in these porta-potties at these raves and clubs and stuff and that's how that beef was getting into the drinking water. So, I mean, that's why all that stuff was in there because ecstasy was a huge part of what was pushing beef out of kids' bodies. Yeah, prematurely before it's fully digested, ecstasy will do that. Yeah. Which, you know, another thing, this this film had a lot to do with ecstasy as well, which was interesting for me. So it's it's not just a documentary about beef and water. It's it's about club life and all that stuff as well. So I, I thought it was a great film. Are, do you guys feel like you're ready to rate this thing? Oh, yeah, definitely. Cool. Luke, do you want to start us out? Yeah, Meat Water, 1997. It was a lot of fun. And I think probably a misguided and falsified a lot of information. I don't think these kids, I mean, it was a young crew. They were trying to make an impact. I don't think they really had their science down and I'm not really buying into a lot of it. Uh, But for the entertainment value, it definitely gets uh, two points for me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Who knows how sound the science is, you know, it's hard to say I'm not a scientist, but you're right. A lot of those figures seem, seem bizarre and stuff. And I'd be interested in seeing the soy documentary as well. Uh, but like I said, it was interesting. It gave me a lot of insight into club life and all that stuff as well. So two points for me for a uh, 1997's meat water. I'm glad you guys enjoyed the film. Absolutely. Two points for me. Love the music. Love the message. I think we all need to get on board and watch the soy movie. Cause I think we're, our eyes are going to be opened even a little bit wider than they are currently. Stay woke, two points. All right, so that's six points for Meat Water. Let's talk about how your Patreon donations will help the community as well as one to review thrive in 2018. This is real. You can go to patreon.com and help us out. Um, Okay, Alex, what are two reasons from you? Well, uh, first of all, that we are we're planning a ton of ice cream parties 
this year coming up in 2018. Your funds will go towards that. We're going to be dropping Neapolitan ice creams and cookie dough ice creams and chocolate chips and mint chocolate chips. We're going to be doing that all over LA, uh, downtown, uptown, mid-city, all those places. So look for those ice cream parties. Your donations go directly towards those. Uh, as well as another point, I will give you another reason to join would be the eventual integration of Chinese. The podcast is going to become bilingual by the end of 2018, and your funds can help support that, get us the Rosetta Stones and Duolingo programs that we need to really fully switch this thing over so it can be a little more international. Yeah, that's right, man. Need to expand our user group. Um, I think a lot of people listen to one to review and they don't understand that by keeping the patreon going you're keeping little billy alive uh that's one very big reason to get on that patreon help us out and uh if you ever need a tactic to attack your enemies you can put one to review on their laptop and it will drain their battery on their laptop so two very good reasons for me right there brandon very helpful absolutely let's talk about saving the environment you know, once you review, here's the thing. It's a podcast. It's mostly on the internet. We use very little paper. The only paper we use is to take notes, and sometimes we crumble it up, we throw it away, sometimes we recycle it. Let's talk about 2018, saving the environment. Another reason I'd like to say you should help us out is because we're not only a source for movie reviews, product reviews, we occasionally talk about music and new music. Music is a big part of my life. It's probably a big part of everybody's life. And by listening to us and supporting us, you get a chance to hear new music. Great. That's six reasons to become a Patreon donor. If you're already a listener, why not? Why not help us out a little bit more? Nice. All right, kick a sponsor. Sponsor break. Perno. 100% vegan and cruelty-free pear fetish content. Use promo code ASPEAR for a free 30-day trial. Mm. That's great. All right, guys. Our next movie is Fast Elvis, a 2015 film about a day in the life of the fastest Elvis in Vegas. Uh, I'm wondering if you guys have any kind of first impression on this film. I love Elvis. Yeah, you know, I... Oh, go ahead, yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, that was my first impression, too. Okay, well, we both love no, Elvis. I, I was going to say that I know there's a lot of Elvis impersonators in uh, Las Vegas, and I thought this was a really cool... It felt to me a little bit like a Coen Brothers film, kind of with a focus on a on an Elvis as he goes from so many different gigs. And this guy is fast. He packs up his suit really quickly. He's got all his different costumes and stuff. And the way he travels is crazy and uh, on his bicycle. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just very much enjoyed this film. It's definitely a character, a character film. Uh, Austin Hellard was the director and uh, Dean Martin, not the Dean Martin from the past, but uh, a new actor named Dean Martin plays Elvis and he's excellent. Yeah, he's Asian as well. Asian Dean Martin. All right. So, yeah, Dean Martin, a new Asian upcomer straight from Korea, totally blew me away as Elvis. When I say I love Elvis, I do. And I will say speed is not something that I often associate with Elvis. Maybe in his earlier years, but, you know, not something I'm like, Elvis, speed wouldn't be my first response. In this movie, though, you see how hard of a worker Elvis impersonators really have to be and their struggle and how much money they 
don't make realistically yeah well and then the crazy thing is you follow this fast elvis's life as he hits how many gigs does he do it is almost 20 gigs in one day as this elvis character and then he goes home at the end and you find out why he's been doing it and he has a sick mother and he's just trying to buy her food and medicine and it's a kind of heartbreaking ending to the film absolutely for me anyway um no, I think it was more uplifting than heartbreaking. And de definitely the mother aspect, I think, was probably a smaller portion of the film. For me, at least, I think the emphasis was on his life and his lifestyle. The speed at which he performs Elvis's songs. Uh, Blue suede shoes, he did it in under 13 seconds. This guy's this guy's a powerhouse, honestly. And you think that that kind of entertainment is going to be cheap or cheesy and sort of a, a one note kind of thing. But no, he takes you on a journey through his extremely quick, extremely fast forwarded musical set. And don't forget light show and choreography and dancers. And he, he even had a really fast dog that balanced a ball on its nose very quickly. I mean, everything in Fast Elvis's life seems to be on a fast, like a, a 2X fast forward. And I, I honestly like it gave me anxiety watching this movie watching this guy's lifestyle I, to watch him take down three plates at a buffet in under five minutes it's just insane i mean i'm sure this guy could probably even crush it at eating contests but man the scene when he gets when he gets when he rides his bike back to where he parks his car every day and he gets back in his car and he takes that that five minutes of just him being still and sitting in the car was such a breath of fresh air and such a relief for not only the character, but I, I really felt that impact as well. Totally powerful, totally moving. And the motivation, you know, that we know by seeing the movie by the end of it is because of his dying mother really gives reasoning behind his speed and gives gravitas to his gimmick. It's more out of a necessity, you know, to get enough things done to help his mom. No, I think important to say also Harrison Ford plays the the mother in this as well, um, which, you know, it's, it's no uh, joke that this film or no uh, coincidence that this is in the lineup. Uh, we selected this because uh, he's playing another uh, elderly woman in that. And I just I think it's an interesting to point out that that's where he's kind of going. With I'm a little concerned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was saying the same thing. I'm a little concerned that he might be getting stuck. I think he's liking this work. And th this was before. Uh, he played the gypsy in. Look, as long as Harrison. Skunked. Skunked. Yeah. I, I, the important thing for us and our one, two review users, as long as it makes Harrison Ford happy, that's critical. Um, spoiler alert. One giant piece of the puzzle for me in this movie is when fast Elvis gets home to his dying mother and he forgot to get a critical medication for her. He says, Hey mama, I got to go grab this medication real quick. Uh, you know, I don't do a very good Elvis impersonation, but he's always on. And she grabs him by his big sequin collar and pulls him close and says, do it fast. And so for me, that's where it clicked over. Aha. That's why he's fast. Elvis is because his mom wants him to be fast. And I, you, you get a feeling from the photos around the, the living room at the end that she was she was fast, too. 
I don't know who, I couldn't tell who she was an impersonator of, but you could tell that that was something that she had done too. All those pictures of her with fruit on her head or whatever. Well, yeah, you could see, you could see whenever he's feeding her the baby food or the applesauce that the way, the speed at which she maws at it with her gums is sure. like, like really, really quick. Yeah. So it's a cultural thing or not a cultural, it's a genetic. A yeah. Thing it's a family thing. thing. I think yeah. there is a fast family. Anyway, you guys ready to rate well, this thing? Well, um, actually, I have a quick clip that I want to roll for you guys before we before we rate it. Great, oh, exciting! Yeah. Kick it. Well, here you go. It's time to rumble, don't you? Yeah. See, I mean, you can tell from that. You can get a picture from That's... that. Even our list, even our users, you get a picture from that how fast this guy is lightning fast okay so i think uh, on that note we, we we're ready to rate alex all right well uh who wants to start i'll go ahead and i'll start fast elvis for me i'm going to give this a fast review two points yeah quick two for me as well i can't believe we had so many great movies on our docket so far this week um two points yeah, I'm going to give it two. I want to give it one just because it's it's tough to give this many twos, but uh, I'm loving these films. So yeah, two points for me. And with that, I will tell you two reasons why you should become a Patreon donor. As you can hear right now, we are just starting to set up our phone banks for our, our phone drive, and uh, I think they're just starting to go off right now. And so that's exciting. So again, become a Patreon uh, listener, become a Patreon donor, and you're going to be learning about stuff. This is one reason to join right now is you're going to be learning not about new music only, but new books as well. New work by Michael Grimlaw is coming out. We're going to have him come out and he's going to talk about his new work coming up. And so we're going to be reviewing that, I'm sure, at some point. So new music, new books, new movies, stuff like that we can recommend. Also food recommendations, stuff like jerkies, chicken, stuff like that. We are always talking about food and getting those ideas into your head, different kinds of cultural cooking. We're going to be expanding with a whole food review section coming up soon. So please check us out and keep uh, keep listening. Thank you, we Alex. also, for 2018, have a few surprises up our sleeves. Speaking of sleeves, we have an apparel line that we've been designing slowly. We've got sweatshirts, we got thermos, we got socks. we got everything we need. We just need the funds to get this off the ground. So our, our Patreon, a small portion of that might be reserved for our apparel line when it comes out. And those those thermos are snuggly. They're so soft. So softies. You know, just the feel of them on you is so good. So Also, the no- donations will help us come up with killer new segments for season two last week we introduced luke's crypto corner uh we have a bunch of new segments planned and those will help generate hilarious ideas yeah thank you brandon for bringing that up i wanted to bring up two very practical reasons to support our show um one two review is great on the potty when you're going and taking your bid taking your time doing your business one two review will help you with that process no doubt and then a second very practical reason is we're great in traffic when you want to kill the person in front of you when the person behind you is ramming you repeatedly with their vehicle you can relax and have a stress-free time in traffic with our show wow wonderful that gives you more than enough reasons to help us out more than five reasons way more than five reasons let's take a moment and talk about this reward system that we have set up for you let me sell you on this all right one dollar a month not only 
do you get to know deep in your heart that you're supporting us and helping this content come out? We're also going to mumble your name in our credit sequence at the end of the show. Sure, that sounds like a little weird. Then you get to our next tier. For $2 a month, we will give you a clearly spoken shout out in our credit sequence every week to let our listeners know that you supported us. Yeah, very exciting stuff like that. And and I know we already gave our six reasons, but I'm going to throw on another sixth reason before we cut to a sponsor real quick. And I might have already mentioned it, but the ice cream parties. We have these ice cream parties planned. I don't think I mentioned Rum Raisin or Rocky Road or uh, Chickens and Cream and these other awesome flavors that we're dropping. We've even got a special one-two review flavor coming out that we give a solid two too and i think you guys will as well and with that uh we got to go to a sponsor we got a fresh one right here so check it out thanks This is Sergeant Hale of LAPD with a public service announcement to let you know that LA's oldest hooker, Sparkle Escapades, will be returning for one night only for a special legal prostitution evening somewhere between 32 and 3215 Hollywood Boulevard. That's Thursday night. This coming up Thursday, that's the 17th. Uh, one night only. Uh, thank you and stay safe. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got uh, one more film to review. Even if we give this thing one point each, we're going to be out of here for the day because we're at 18 points. The last film that we're going to be reviewing today is a film called Norman Knife Hands. This is a 2016 film. Uh, Tim Burton is back with a new adventure starring Channing, or as we like to call him, Channy Tatum, and Alicia Silverstone. It's a lot to me, like very much a retelling of or a reboot of Edward Scissorhands. I didn't really see much of a difference at all. And and for me, ultimately, I was I was a little confused as to why this film was made. Highly questionable. Uh, I don't know. Did you guess? I think you're right when you say yeah, reboot. Guess... It was kind of like a soft reboot of Edward Scissorhands. It's not like a sequel or a retelling. I, I don't know. It's I didn't like it. You know, not to get ahead of myself, but it was basically Edward Scissorhands with Channy Tatum and Alicia Silverstone. Nice to see her back on the screen, but why? Why are you doing her. this? I love her, and I really miss her. Yeah, why is why is she back for this? Why was she cast? And to be honest, she wasn't very good in this. No, this came out in 2016. I, I you know, when he was pumping out like Alice in Wonderland and a lot of that kind of junk. Uh, he released this on the side, yeah. kind of as like maybe I get some indie credit if I release it in smaller theaters. No, sorry, bud. I don't know. I don't know why you guys dislike this so much. Uh, it's important that he makes this movie. It's important to get the story out to kids where the '50s theme, the '50s time capsule, where the original Edward Scissorhands lives. It, we need to take that and adapt it so that kids these days will get it. Now, of course, it's set in the '80s, and it's a lot of the same elements, but it's beefed up, you know, Edward in, or Norman. I'm sorry. In this movie, instead of Edward skinny, frail, pale Edward, Norman is beefed up. He's tan. He's ready for the beach and he's got knives instead of scissors, which is a lot sexier. I don't know. I think the audience needs this. I, I don't know why. Honestly, I don't know why they they film this on such a low budget as an indie film. I think maybe... It was a little try-hard on Burton's part, but Channy nailed it. Come on, guys. I mean, you got to give him credit for really 
making this thing come alive. Oh, absolutely. Without him, I don't think I would have sat through the film. The scenes where he is... Okay, so in Edward Scissorhands, he's like a topiary artist. He's cutting hedges and bushes. In this one, he's a chef, so he's cooking meat. He works at a Benihana with his knife hands. And those scenes were incredible. I don't know how he trained for that. Well, he's very well adjusted. That's the thing. This was like Edward Scissorhands, but everyone like a sexy, sexy version. You know, a lot more topless stuff. You get to see Channy's chest. And he like, wasn't a social outcast. No, people. Yeah. No, no. And so that was that was another weird thing to me. Is it kind of lost the Frankenstein of the first film, which I think is you know the the part that draw drew me in at least. I, I was going to say draws people in, but I can't speak for yeah, everyone. Well, yeah, definitely the social the social outcast element of Edward Scissorhands was definitely the crux. That was the pivot point for all the emotional changes in that movie. This movie was more about fun, and I don't know. It, I think I think audiences want Channy Channy's Fanny. I think audiences want to see Channy cutting off panties. I think they want all Ugh, that. Yeah, that was unnecessary. Like the when he's with the two girls, like that's a thing also about Edward Scissorhands. Like, okay, I, I get it; it's a retelling, but he has a yeah. This guy shouldn't be having. Hey, there's a sex scene in Edward Scissorhands. Sex or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but man, this is just this. This was like a spring break. Edward Scissorhands is the popular guy at spring break kind of film. Listen, it's not for us. Just, it's for the no, younger generation. It's for them. It's this for will them. resonate with somebody else. I don't like that. I don't like that this film is for a younger generation. I don't think that it's teaching anything. I mean, what was the lesson in this? What 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 was what was the story? He works at the Benihana. He's doing good. He bangs a lot of girls. He meets Alicia Silverstone. He falls Maybe in it's love. okay to watch somebody win, even a freak. No one treats even him like a, a misformed freak, freak. A hot, a hot dancing guy with like cool looking knives for him. You gotta ask yourself, like, what is a freak in 2018? Everything's acceptable. Like, yeah. there are no outcasts. I think this looks at society and asks us, we're okay with everything now. What, how do we tell moving stories when we're okay with everything? But it's a, it's no, but it's a white, it's a hot white guy. So it's not a, it's not an outcast. There are definitely outcasts in our society now. So, and this film seems to brush over all that. Okay. You know, there's no mention of, there's no minorities in well, this film. Ch- Channy is it's part, Channy is part native. I don't know. I think he's like an eighth, eighth Cherokee or something. So, well, then that would make this all fine. Yeah, that's what and I'm Alicia saying. And Alicia Silverstone, she was in Clueless, so. Yeah, I think that casting was Clueless. Good one. Thank you. Um, well, I don't know. I, I think overall, I think overall it, it, it is a miss. But I think for you guys to come down so harshly on this, I think that's unfair. Especially because Timmy B had so much on his plate. Cranking out all those. He released six films that year. Yeah, no one made him. You know, no one. This seemed like definitely a lower one on on the priority list. Or and he made that thirty second claymation, but it didn't have sound. Right. Yeah. That was a, it's a separate well, indie project. I mean, that was only limited release in major theaters. The thing with the snail. Yeah. The the vampire snail that bites its tail. It's pretty good. Anyway. Um, yeah. Enough of that. I, I don't know. I'm ready to, to rate this thing. You guys ready? Yeah. Born as ready, ready as I'll ever be. 
Yeah, I mean, it's clear. I, I didn't like this film. I'm going to give it one. I felt uh, like this is this is not a film that should be made right now. It doesn't address anything. And, and not that my films need to do that. Even on a level of fun or enjoyment, I didn't enjoy this film. I felt like it was a little, I don't know, shitty. One point. Yeah, I'm going to give this point one. I'm going to give this yes. I am going to give this movie one point as well. In discussing it, you almost tipped me over to a two when I started thinking about it in a bigger picture sort of way, but you're right. This is unnecessarily. Just watch the older film. Watch, watch the, the trailer. Uh, uh, to watch the trailer for Norman Knifehand's 2016 film. It, I mean, that'll, that's everything. Oh, that trailer gets two points movie. from me for sure. The trailer is awesome. I'll give the trailer two yeah. points. Yeah, the trailer That's gets a sidecar review, though. Itself. That doesn't count. Sidecar side we'll review. We'll talk about that later. For, for the Norman Knifehand's trailer. Yeah, that's great. But anyway, all right. Sorry, Luke. Go ahead. Well, guys, you know I had a lot to say about this. But then at the end of the day, it gets a point from me. The reason being, it felt like a cash grab. And it felt like just a another reason to give us more Channy, which, hey, nobody's complaining. But Hollywood didn't need to do this. Timmy B., didn't need to do this. So take it back. One point from me. There you go. Three. All right. Three points for Norman Knife Hands. A deserving three points. But remember that sidecar? Six points for the trailer. Check Six that one out. Points. And with that, we need to give you three more reasons to become a supporter of the podcast. All right, well, I will be the first to let you guys know in a little secret. We have been secretly designing an automobile. It has four wheels, a front windshield, a back windshield, four windows. It's pretty... It's pretty good. Advanced, but it's pretty good, though. Yeah. I will let you guys know that another thing that this money is going to go towards is bat research. We're starting to open up a whole wing of our kind of podcast dedicated to bat research and specifically ravens research so that's a good reason um and for the final reason and a very very and probably the most critical reason is that we're people too you know brandon has a heart that beats and he's got a cat and he's got feelings and alex he hurt his finger the other day and that was a lot of money that cost thousands of dollars to fix that you know, you think just a, a digit, but no, it's a, it's a lot of digits in dollars to fix that digit. Um, and me, you know, I, I'm a I'm a mess. You guys know that I've got my problems too, and a lot of that can be fixed with just a dollar a month or two dollars a month. So keep your eye on that Patreon and please donate. Um, don't think of it so much as a donation, as a leg up for us. All right, guys, this is uh, Luke saying thank you. Yeah, hold on. Hello, thank you for calling One to Review. This is Luke. How can I help you? And uh, yeah, as you can hear, those phone lines are going off the hook. That's already thousands of dollars coming in. We're going to have to go uh, start answering those phones, and we got to wrap it up here with the actual podcast. Uh, Brandon, you got anything to say before we head out? No, thank you, guys. This is exciting for me. 2018 is going to be great, and we appreciate your support. i got to go answer one of these phone calls. Cool. Uh, one more time, I got to mention those ice cream parties coming up. Please check out the LA Weekly for ads about those ice cream parties in there and check out our website. Next week, we will be reviewing Bilge Three and a Half, Tommy's Tall Tale, My Mom the Fish, Bigfoot 2, Smooth Dough, An Ugly Night, and Ghost Creme. Thank you all for listening. Have a good night. 
Hi, thanks for calling 1-2 Review Headquarters. This is Alex Knight. Thank you so much. Yes, wonderful. How much? Excellent. I'm putting that down. Thank you. Hello? Hello? Hello. Hi, 1-2 Review. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling 1-2 Review Headquarters. This is Brandy. No, I'm sorry. We're all out. Oh, hello. Hi. Thanks for calling 1-2 Review Headquarters. This is Alex Knight. Thank you so much. Yes, wonderful. How much? Excellent. I'm putting that down. Thank you. Hello. Hi. 1-2 Review. Thank you so much.